0: was brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, Dave, Greg Bench, Ryan, Dan, Ian Urza, Kevin, James, Ashley, Gregor Morrison, Earl, Raul, Joel, Greg Russell, Brian, Stefan, Amy, Ian West, and Trey. Stick around for an extended shout-out at the end. Now, to the Welcome to another episode of Father and Son Watch Horror Movies. I am your co-host, the Father, aka Pastor
1: Matt, and I am joined as always by my trusty sidekick, Jackson the Sun, and welcome to a deep and philosophical analysis of the Kafkaesque art of one Robert Zombert, PhD. <laughs> That's his proper name. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, we are a spoiler podcast. We spoil the movies we discuss, and we are nearing the end of our Michael Myers slash Halloween franchise review. And for this episode, oh boy, we are covering Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two. And to cover this double bill, <clears throat> we called him not one, but two guests. First, returning to the podcast, the always awesome Barely Ashley. How are you, Ashley? I'm
2: doing good. I'm glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. And for the first time, the horror movie fanboy himself. Mr. Scott, how are you, sir?
3: Hey, doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Real excited.
0: All righty. Well, so we'll cover these in order, beginning with Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. And the IMDb synopsis reads... After being committed for 17 years, Michael Myers, now a grown man, boy is he, and still very dangerous, escapes from the mental institution and immediately returns to Haddonfield to find his baby sister, Lori. Ashley, when did you first see Rob Zombie's Halloween?
2: Uh, opening night, I saw this and it is the first movie I've ever walked out of. Really? <laughs> yeah
0: wow okay so all right this one this one could get interesting uh brian what about you buddy when did you first see rob zombies halloween
3: uh me and my brother-in-law went and saw this in the theaters and i did not walk out of it i loved it
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh good jackson what about you Uh, i saw this for the first time in 2018 along with the rest of the series um, so you can imagine it was it was quite a, a jump for me, going from Halloween Resurrection, very 2002 movie, to a very 2007 movie. I was like, wow, this is different. Um, I didn't walk out of m- watching the DVD. I didn't uh, get up <laughs> off my couch, I guess. Um, and, uh, you know, controversially, I don't hate this movie. Not only do I not think it's, it's a bad movie, or uh, I, I think it's an entertaining movie. You know, as we get into the sequel as well, I honestly, I kind of like both of these movies <laughs> that we're talking about today, which may come as a surprise. Because on the, the most recent episode released as we're recording this, Halloween 5 and 6, I was just trashing those movies the entire time. But this episode is not going to be that way. Okay, well. Are
2: trashing Halloween 5?
1: Yeah, I was. <laughs> what? There is so little to like in that movie. Just, you, you'll have, listen to the, I'm, I, I, I made very detailed notes for that episode, didn't I, Dad? It was it, very, very concise arguments. Yeah. Uh, like, I hate this movie and it sucks. Very, uh, you know. <laughs> so just listen to the episode. I say it's so much better there. Oh, man. I
2: listen to
1: it today. Yeah,
0: I, I saw this, like, uh, Ashley, like, uh, Brian, I saw this in theaters <laughs> opening yep. night i was tempted to walk out um i was like angry i was like getting very angry with rob zombie and and ashley you're not alone greg Amorta said he almost walked out as well um because yep. of what uh, what they did to uh michael so let's jump into it you got the plot a screenplay written by rob zombie it focuses not on lori so much but on Michael. Um, Zombie has said he didn't buy the boogeyman thing in the John Carpenter classic. I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago where uh, British horror critic Kim Newman has stated the biggest difference in Carpenter's Halloween and Zombie's Halloween is that Deborah Hill and John Carpenter were focused on Lori and her friends, and Zombie seems to care little for the supporting characters, and is just interested in michael that initially kind of ticked me off and i'll go to whether or not i've come around on this movie but what do you think of the whole like beginning the whole hillbilly mike myers backstory did, did you were you digging that at all ashley
2: oh um, no not in any way and i still have not come around to that by the way okay i've been able to finish the movie now and i've seen it several times but this opening scene to me is so contrived, it makes me cringe. Like, it does not feel authentic. It just feels like, ugh.
0: I yeah. I cannot stand it. Well, and you know, Gilman Joel hates this movie, too, and that's one of the reasons. He does not like—and um, first of all, let's let's talk about this for a second. I mean, Rob Zombie always has these, has these like, hillbilly characters. The guy's from Boston.
2: Yeah. First of all, I am from the South, and, yeah. like, what are you trying to say, sir? <laughs> yeah. But, um,
0: but yeah, anything south of uh, New York City is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is was what he seems to be saying. But I—, I
3: guess
0: so. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, Brian, I'm guessing you dug this.
3: Yeah, well, first of all, like my name says, I'm a fanboy. So I fanboy over everything Rob Zombie makes. So gotcha. I was ready for this type of opening, you know, he has these type of characters in all his movies, and I enjoyed it. I liked okay. William Forsythe's character. He was about the most despicable person I've ever seen on screen, yep. and uh, it just – it set the mood for me that it was a Rob Zombie movie.
0: It is a Rob Zombie
1: movie, Jackson. I <laughs> yeah. guess you're with Brian on this. Am I right? Uh, y- sort of. Um You know, actually – I love Rob Zombie. Okay, we've seen him live in concert. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. very much—I mean, his music and his movies are very much alike. He has a consistent theme. He's very consistent. Um, but um, you know, it—it it, it had to grow on me. The beginning is really rough. I mean, it is definitely a Rob Zombie screenplay. We have the the chicken abortion line, and yeah. just—and—and and just Michael's home life is just very Rob Zombie. I'm and—and I mean, and and i do not know. Is he trying to say something? Did he grow up like this? Is this all he knows? Because it just, it, it is, it's a little much. Um, well, when I've heard I, him interviewed, I mean, he grew up in the
0: suburbs. He had a huffy bike, you know, and, and all that mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. I Now he grew up pretty much
1: middle-class Boston suburbs, I,
0: I, but he fell I, in I've love with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Yeah. And that's that, informed everything throughout his entire career, his Texas Chainsaw he has been trying, he's been chasing that, that white whale his entire career. Um, but uh but i also hear that his parents were circus performers so that makes a lot of sense if you think about <laughs> rob zombie um but wow. uh but yeah the the opening is i feel two ways about it because i i like the, the the michael myers boogeyman thing i like that um you know he had a normal family normal upbringing nothing inspired him to kill he just started killing um and that he's just pure evil but i also I'm I, you know, like a lot of people, I'm, I'm obsessed with like true crime stuff and I love like why serial killers are the way they are. So I don't know if, if it wasn't Michael Myers, I would really, really, really enjoy the first act since it's Michael Myers. I feel very conflicted about it. But overall, I think it's, I, I still think that it's a, it's a relatively strong opening and it differentiates itself, right? It, it doesn't just feel like the like the same movie because we have 40 minutes of new stuff that, that is not remaking the original. It's, it's 40 minutes of new material, basically uh, fan fiction, Halloween fan fiction for the first act. So, um, you know, I, I, I like it. I don't know, it feels different. And, and uh, I know I've been talking about, talking for a while here, but I got one more thing to say. Um, we had we were building up towards this obsession with Michael Myers for a very long time. I mean, even since Halloween Two, Michael Myers was becoming more and more the star of the franchise, and it was less about uh, Laurie and more about Michael. And we see, like with Halloween Resurrection, they're inside the Myers house and trying to figure out, you know, what made Myers Myers, you know, that kind of thing. So that seed had been there growing for a while. This is just the just the the fruits of that of Michael Myers being such a, a cultural icon. We want to know what makes him tick, but it, it does go a little bit far. It's 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 like it doesn't really
0: explain it though. I mean, yeah, I mean his you know, his mom's boyfriend is a perverted butthole and yeah. you know, but he's torturing animals. They don't really explain that. And then expl- somebody explain this to me. Here's another thing that I couldn't stand. I I knew Yeah, I uh, learned later that Rob Zombie said that the boogeyman thing, he just he didn't buy it. And so he wanted to make Michael this unstoppable force. So, you know, Michael gets shipped into the asylum where he has spent all these years. He grows into a seven foot WWE monster because apparently (laughs) at Smith's Grove, Sanitarium. There's a CrossFit program. They feed you nothing but protein shakes and creatine. I mean, what in the world? Who gets that big sitting in a cell? This doesn't make sense. And somebody explain this to me. Nope. I cannot explain <laughs> that to you because
2: if, if that guy came into your institution and you realized how much of a threat he was, are you really going to let him go to the weight room every day? I don't think so. <laughs> So, if there was one, uh, I think that he was trying to do that to make it more like, okay, so this guy's really strong. He can do things without needing to be supernatural, perhaps, but it doesn't make sense how he got that way.
0: I can't figure it out. So, uh, Brian Jackson, can you give it your best stab? No pun intended. What do
3: you you think? Well, one last thing on the opening is... I, one thing I think, and I just thought about this on my last viewing, that Rob Zombie wanted to show how immune Michael was to his surroundings, the violence in his household, kind of like the scene when they go in the kitchen, you know, he's being abu- mentally and kind of physically abused by the stepfather, made fun of by the sister, and he walks right past that, doesn't even pay attention, kisses, you know, his little sister and sits down at the table so he's just immune and used to that type of an environment. And I think that was, he was, maybe he was trying to set the scene a little bit for, you know, why he's so violent in the future? It's just nothing to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
3: Jackson, but how did mean, he, but how did he get so big though? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know if, you know, um, you know, her, his mother uh, apparently, you know, had an affair with the rock or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Because I don't, I don't get it. Jackson, can you explain it? Uh, my only theory is that maybe paper, the paper mache he was using had creatine in it. I don't know. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's something. Uh, I, I can just—it it is really funny, though, to imagine for 15 years, Michael Myers is doing push-ups in his cell. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah. But—and his, his hair goes from—I mean, I know that, kid, like, kids, their hair gets— darker at the age. Uh, like, my hair was was much more, like, much redder when I was a baby. But when he was, like, 12 years old, his hair was completely blonde. And then 15 years later, it's, it's super dark brown. It's like he doesn't even look like the same guy at all. It is a really odd choice to be like, so we got this kind of normal-looking kid, and then he's going to turn into, into, what's his name, Tyler Maine? This is gigantic. Yeah. This is this big dude. But, um... Yeah, it's, it's an odd choice. I don't know. But um, I, I don't hate it. I like I like Michael's look in this movie. He is. He's really scary. And and even though he doesn't look like the everyman boogeyman, you know, from the first one where he just kind of look like like Nick Castle just kind of looks like everybody else. So he right. he blends in better when he doesn't have the mask on, I guess people bump into him and don't think anything of it. But um. It, it, I like it. It's scary, and and he has to be that big to fight Ken Foree, right? I mean, you can't have a little wimp fighting Ken Foree and win. That would <laughs> That just wouldn't
3: be no. believable. Ken Foree got a nice punching on him too, and it didn't phase Michael. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that, that that just tells you. I mean, yeah. Ken Foree didn't do paper mache, so well. I, I will, something to it.
0: I will say this. I mean, I do like the actor, the the young man who plays the young Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. I do like him. He is... He sells creepy. I mean, he, did anybody else disagree? Or, <laughs> no. I thought
2: he, he did. Was, he, he was did great. Good
1: job. Did you like him, Jackson? Yeah, I I, I do like young Michael. Um, there are some parts I don't like. Uh, I don't like his little run, like when he escapes the principal's office and the Halloween theme is playing and he's doing his little waddle. I think it's, it's kind of awkward. Um, but he does... His eyes are... There is emotion and fury behind his eyes definitely um and my favorite my favorite part of the performance from him is when he he uh slits his his stepdad's throat and he's just staring at him with the blank you know the the black eyes uh, look but yeah. so i think he does it he does a decent job um and uh yeah he he just like young Michael from the first movie, he he very much blends in with the rest of the kids. He looks very much like a kid from 2007, but again, then there's that problem. He turns into Tyler Maine, so where is yeah. that coming from? It, it is an odd casting, but overall, I will say before we move into it, just a fantastic cast. Rob Zombie knows how to cast a movie.
0: He does have interesting casting choices in both this one and in the second one, right? I mean... We get a lot of what I would say are kind of like B-movie, you know. And, 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 hey, look, I mean, he's he resurrected, you know, Sid Haig's career. So God bless him for that, <laughs> you know, the late Sid Haig and and some other folks. So, yeah, he does – He yeah, the cast, we'll, we'll break down the cast. But the supporting cast, I'm not talking about the teens or Michael or Sherry Zombie who, you know, has to be in everything for some reason, you know mm-hmm. – um, but yeah, I I, I always like the supporting cast in this one and in two. You know, I like it both. So, but look, I, you know, I'm not gonna hate all over this movie. I just think it's weird that Rob Zombie's like, look, Michael Myers and John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's film doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm gonna replace it with this other thing that doesn't make sense to anyone. Right. So I, I was just like, this made no sense.
2: I so, feel the same way. That's like, I cannot understand the defense of this because if you're trying to make sense of it anyway it's, it's kind of boring to me it's like oh a okay, kid grows up in an abusive family and his stepdad yells at him and he like has this mother who's a stripper like oh he's a mm. serial killer that is so boring like of that is just the trope of like yeah of course that person will be messed up so if
0: that's what he's going for, I find that boring. Yeah, yeah, I I'm kind of over all that as 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 well. Now, Jackson, I will agree with you. I do like Michael's look when we get to it, when he gets the mask and everything. But um, I don't know. I just I I uh, the reason I love John Carpenter's Halloween is what he and Deborah Hill did was they really focused on Lori and the friends, and we get to hang out with them for a while. And that creates the suspense, right? Because we get to know them, we get to like them. So when Michael goes after them, you know, there's real suspense there. And we care for those characters and we don't want Michael to get them. Here, I just don't, like, let's just go ahead and talk about the teens. I mean, you got Scott Taylor Compton as Laurie, you got Danielle Harris as Annie. I, you know, and I love Danielle Harris as an actress and I love, you know, Scout Taylor Compton as well. I think they're both very good acts. I don't think their characters are written very well. <clears throat> I don't find them that likable. Am I missing something here? I mean, no, Brian, I me. do.
3: I do agree with that. That is probably the one downfall of the movie is they they're when they talk, walking down the sidewalk. It's kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're not really likable characters. I do agree with that. But just like Rob Zombie does, he, like you said, he likes to focus on the villains. Look yep. at like Devil's Rejects, stars of Corpses. You know, he makes them the star of the movie. So, I, I'm not surprised he went that route with it on this movie.
0: That's true, Jackson. What about you? What do you think? How do you think the teens were written?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't mind them, honestly. I don't think, and and I I love the the um the the teens and in, in the original halloween uh i mean lori is, is well written but i honestly you know you talk about like linda or annie they're not really given that much to do in the original so i don't think it's that far off they are definitely ditsier in this movie uh yeah. a little bit more energetic and but you know i i kind of like lori in this movie not maybe not in the second one but in this movie i, I don't mind her in her relationship with the strode family um i i think that i think it's kind of sweet. Um, I don't know. I, I, I obviously she doesn't hold a candle to to Jamie Lee Curtis, but um, I don't I don't mind that as much. And yeah, they're not the main characters. I mean, we don't meet Laurie for a while. I mean, technically we do with Angel, but uh, mm-hmm. we we don't really meet Laurie until a good chunk into the movie because she's not the main character. Right. Uh, my, this is very much a Michael movie. So, you know, I, I think that's interesting. I think that if they had tried to do a straight remake where it's just the same beats, it, it would have been even more boring. It would have been less well received. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't mind it as much. And and Danielle Harris is Annie. Honestly, I think she was better in Halloween four <laughs> than she is here. But um, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's nice that 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 zombie wanted her back in the franchise right because she wanted to be in in halloween six and they didn't want to pay her <laughs> they were like nah right. she's she's still a minor and we'll have to work around that that's too much work you know so we'll just recast um but it, so it's it's nice that that zombie wanted her back in the franchise and i think she does she does an okay job but really you know her dad we can talk about him later he's he's the the standout for me in of the bracket family okay
0: all right fair enough but i i think i mean ashley correct me if i'm wrong here i really don't think that rob zombie knows how to write dialogue for teenage girls whereas deborah hill did does that make sense
2: i don't think i'm just going to be honest i don't think he knows how to write dialogue at all because (laughs) when the movie does not have dialogue in it i actually kind of like it yeah but when people start speaking I'm like, oh, yeah, no, my brain cells are dead.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, and I, uh, let's get your take. I, th- I don't want to nitpick this movie to death. There are parts of it I really do like, um, like the kills, which we'll get to in a minute, some other things. But the one thing that really bothered me, and I'm a fan of this actor, so I'm not sure— why it rubbed me the wrong way i don't like malcolm mcdowell's dr Loomis, and maybe i'm unfairly comparing him to donald pleasance um but i i just i you know of course in the second Can one he's just a scumbag but i just don't like him as Loomis.
2: that's what i was about to say could it be the way they wrote his character because i found him to be very unlikable in yep. this movie and i was just wondering if it was just his kill him as a person or as an actor or if it's what they wrote in for him because Mm -hmm. i do not like that direction that they went for loomis in this at all
0: yeah what yeah brian tell me tell me where i'm wrong where are we wrong here i mean did you like michael mcdowell's loomis
3: i i did i did like him as loomis i liked him a lot actually and I thought he was one of the better parts of the movie for me. So it shows how divisive this movie is. Yeah. Uh, so some people just hate it. And some people just love it. It just comes down to a, just to a matter of preference, I guess. And and I thought he I thought he was well written. Like I didn't I didn't buy the girls banter back and forth, but I thought he was pretty good. I thought he did good.
0: Well, he's a great actor, but I yeah. I'm I just don't. He just isn't. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just unfairly comparing him to Donald
3: Pleasence, who I think you and know. That just could, yeah, that made, could be. I mean, their personalities are so different, you know, yeah. as, as as characters in those two versions. So,
1: yeah, Jackson, what say you? I I'm with Brian. I I really like Malcolm McDowell in this movie. Um, I, I he's different. It's not the same Loomis. Um, he's definitely not as sympathetic, and especially not in the Halloween two. Yeah. But um, but I I like it. It's different, and um, it, he feels very real to me. I don't know. I, I I do like Loomis in this movie, and I think we can all agree that that McDowell is better used in this movie than he is in Rob Zombie thirty one. So I don't think <laughs> that's oh, yeah. I th- I think we can all agree on that. So at the yeah. very least, this is not his worst Rob Zombie performance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's. Like oh. a good-
1: I get through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a
0: tough one. Uh, uh,
3: yeah, I was part of the crowdfunding for 31 and I'll even say that it's probably very low on my Rob Zombie movies. 31. Yeah,
1: <laughs> now, I, yeah. I don't mind 31. I don't want to give off the impression that I hate that movie because No, I don't, a, I don't I
3: don't I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it, but as far as his movies, you know, I put a lot a lot higher for me. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't want to go off on a tangent. I still have no yeah. idea why he allowed the guy to have the bad Jamaican accent or, you know, <laughs> any of that other kind of stuff. But, you know, I do love Blake in it as what's, uh, gosh, what's his name, um, Death Face or whatever it
1: is. He's great in 31. <laughs>
3: oh, Richard Brake. Oh, yeah, Doom's yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah,
1: Doom's that's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he's, is he's great. He's great in that and and um, uh, Three from Hell. He's just great in general, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a good actor. He is, he is. He is a good actor, but
0: I, but getting back here, the one thing I will say, and what, and this is why, when I saw this movie, in the theater. And I, I did watch it all the way to the end, probably just because I still had popcorn. Um, <laughs> but after I was done, it's like, I had, uh, I had a lot of people in their twenties cause I was helping with a church plant. So I knew a lot of people in their twenties, all the guys were like, man, wasn't that amazing. And I was like, no. And they kept saying, no, no, no you got to watch it again. You got to watch it again. And, and so I watched it when it came out on DVD uh, back when Netflix, you know, shipped DVDs, and I selected this and I rewatched it. I will have to say the kills are pretty brutal. <clears throat> I mean, the two that really stand out to me. First of all, what he does to Laurie's parents, you know, mm-hmm. and how quickly that scene just goes boom. And then, oh man, the way he treats poor Danny Trejo.
2: I know. Wasn't I was that good
0: to you, Mikey? I was good to I was you, Mikey. Good to you. Oh, that was just heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. Oh man, Jackson, what what say you about all that?
1: I, I love the kills in this movie, and that's that's something consistently with Rob Zombie that I like. I mean, he's brutal. <laughs> that's 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 him. Um, yep. And it's it's definitely not as um, um, tasteful, maybe as the first Halloween. Yep. Uh, Ebert is is uh, still, I'm sure, rolling in his grave. Um, but uh, it's yeah, it's it's excessive. It's very gory. It's very grindhouse. Um, but but yeah, I love the kills, and especially especially in Halloween Two, which I, I can't differentiate between between the two. Like it's hard for me to just talk about this movie and then separate it from the other. But um, it, it it goes really really far, and it's really really gory and mean. But I kind of yeah. like that because after watching so many Halloween movies where it's like either the, the kill is off screen, screen or it's really tame or it's something we've seen before mm-hmm. you know seeing Michael and even when he's recreating kills from the first movie that we've seen before he does it with more finesse in this movie he's definitely a little more into it um, which I think you can just say about Michael in general in the, in the Rob Zombie movies he's definitely more passionate than, than the Michael in, in the original series but um, but yeah I, I love the kills um, and, and all the violence in, in Michael physicality and and yes that that the the strode family the way they're dispatched just oh woof it it feels very real and very very yeah very quick not dramatized a lot it just like kind of just shows you and it's very frank
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and the other thing, you know, and we we can talk about this. If you guys have another kill that you think stood out or anything that you like, just throw it out there because you know, that to me was, I, I do remember being in the theater and so, or maybe it was when I was watching the TV, I can't remember, but when he dispatches of Danny Trejo, I mean, I was just like, Oh wow. You know, he's going there. I will give him that. Um, because you're, we're, we're led to believe that Michael's gonna let him live, right? He's gonna be the one person the yeah. allows to live because that's his one buddy, but nope, 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 nope. Uh, Brian, did you have any other kills that stood out to
3: you in Halloween that you liked? Uh, I'm gonna agree with you on the first one, uh, the parents of Dee Wallace and uh, the dad. When, mm-hmm. uh, when he yanks him in the house and slams the door and it's silent, yeah. then it takes you into action in there and it's intense. I love that scene, so good.
0: Yeah. Ashley, what about you? Is that anything and, redeeming about this film for you at all? Was it the the kills or anything? Were they okay?
2: I do like that part. So, uh, like I said, if they're not talking, right. I liked it. <laughs> so, oh. they are great. I love the brutality that he brings to these films. And I, I don't know. I like the – my favorite kill is, like, the beginning when he's not yet this mm-hmm. – Seven foot monster beast But right. where he like Slits his stepdad's throat Yeah Because I'm just like finally someone shut that man up
3: yeah. <laughs> You know That does remind me Actually I take that back My favorite kill is the bully in the woods Because oh. that was brutal That was so yeah. violent And uh, that was a good one
0: yeah. yeah, Yeah Jackson what about you Do you have any other ones that stand out to you
1: yeah, I you know, honestly I think that that might be my favorite too. I love the, the spy kids kid getting beat with the with the yeah. with yeah. the branch in the woods. Also, uh, Megan Trainer's husband. So that's that's fun, I guess. Um mm. getting beat with a branch. And it's so brutal. I mean, you're, you're just the kid's begging for his life and even even though he was a real jerk earlier, um, you're like, geez, Michael, you know, lay off. Yeah. Um but uh, but yeah, that that's brutal. I also love uh, the the nurse in the psychiatric hospital that he kills. That's really uh, in the in, in the theatrical cut. I've only seen parts of the theatrical cut. I've never seen the full thing because it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's on home media, um, or maybe it is out of country. But um, the 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 kill of, with the nurse, how she's like um, a cute baby couldn't be related to you apparently that line isn't in the theatrical cut she just says cute baby and then michael just kills her for no reason (laughs) rob zombie was like that doesn't make enough sense you know he can't just kill her for no reason she has to say that he did that the baby can't be related to him so that's another another instance of rob being like we need to explain this more i don't think the audience will get it um but uh but yeah so the i you kid michael myers gets it done i mean his kills are are brutal they're they're maybe not as efficient as as grown michael but but they're brutal and and yeah i wanted to comment too on, on danny Trejo's kill um he gets the jason x treatment you know his head being dunked over and over again and then he gets the scream treatment with the tv kill so he's he's yeah. really just he gets the worst of it um, which is, is crazy because the the guards who didn't like him, who weren't his friend, just got shot or stabbed or whatever or thrown into a wall. The Danny Trejo his the only friend for, de- for a decade. Just gets the most brutal treatment, which is just, and that that's when you know that that Rob isn't trying to explain away Michael's action, actions. He's not trying to have us sympathize with him. He's just showing it how it is. You know, he's not like this is a good character and you should feel bad for Michael. He's like Michael is a is a killing machine, and th- these may be the reasons that he is that way, but don't sympathize with him. So that kind of saves it a little bit. If 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 he had let mm-hmm. Danny Trejo live. And we've been like, oh, Michael's, you know, he's the sweet kind of guy. He's just killing people who deserve it. Then it would have been, you know, it's just Friday the mm-hmm. 13th. Well,
0: what I think, though, yeah, you know, to the, Ashley's point, Ashley, I want to ask you this. See if you're the last time Jax and I spoke to uh, Gilman Joel or time for last off oh. off air. We were talking. Remember this, Jackson? And we were talking about Rob Zombie's movies. And Joel is not a fan, but for the same reason, some of the things you're saying, Ashley, he says it's not that he thinks Rob Zombie is a bad director. He thinks he's a bad writer. And he wants, he said, if Rob Zombie really wanted to do a good movie, in his opinion, he'd have somebody, he'd, he'd shoot someone else's script. Is that, yes. is that, you, you agree with that, Ashley?
2: That's, yes, that's totally how I feel about it. Because I do not believe that he can write dialogue at all. And, it, I would love to see him recognize that maybe he should I don't know, outsource bring that up.
0: Yeah, bring in a hired <laughs> gun to write the script.
2: <laughs> yeah, cuz it it could be something really really great.
0: Mhm.
2: And yeah, like, I, visually
0: I can't say anything about it. I I I think this movie looks good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it does. And that's One of the things when I go back and watch it, because I will be honest, I did not rewatch this until like 2020 when I'm mid-pandemic bored. I was like, (laughs) you know what, I'm going to do it. And so I forced myself to sit through it, and I did find things I liked about it. And it's mostly when no one's talking. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't the, I don't know, guys. I, I think we should be a little bit more specific. Let's not just say Rob Zombie outsourced your screenplays, because knowing him, he'll just get <laughs> Sherry Moon to write it.
2: I was thinking that, too. <laughs> oh, no. Like, no. Let's partner with someone who's well-known for just, like, some solid screenwriting.
0: Yeah, yeah, like Justin Beam's buddies who wrote A Quiet Place and Haunt. You know, maybe those oh, yeah. guys. Somebody like that to write, you know, write for him, but... Uh, the one thing I will say, like I said, I don't I don't yeah. hate this movie. And I really, really, really like Brad Dourif as Sheriff Brackett.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. I like Brad Dourif in everything, but I really like him here. So, and he so him. Yeah. Oh, I love him in everything.
1: Jackson, what say you about that? Oh, I, I love Brad Dourif. Um, and I was like, if, if anybody's going to replace Charles Cyphers, I, I feel it should be Billy Bibbit. Um, it's like nobody else, nobody else could, could replace him. Uh, and I think he's great in this. I mean, in this movie and in Halloween, too, he just gives it his all. Um, and I think he understood what this movie was. But he still he still tried. Um so yeah, I, I like Brad Dourif. I love uh, Sheriff Brackett. and um, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's he's good in everything, but it, but especially this, he just resonates with me. I don't know. He's he's an actual character this time around. He's not just Sheriff Brackett, you know. He's Sheriff Brackett, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, he's great.
2: About and he doesn't. A- though, like he ruined my childhood because he was the voice <laughs> of Chucky.
1: Right. And
2: so, anytime I hear him. I'm just like, oh, my God, the flashbacks.
1: Because I
2: remember, like, laying down. Like, I used to lay down in my mom's room on the weekends I was at her house. And Mm -hmm. she would have monster vision on. And they had Chucky Part 3 coming out. And this was, like, the early 90s. And that is still in my head, like, how badly that scared me. Just the commercial. Wow. And so, like, Brad Dourif just has, like, this visceral reaction out of me, no matter what he's doing because of that yeah and he's not
0: i I will give zombie this much credit because brad dwarf can get in that mode like in body bags or body parts whatever it's called it where he's kind of chewing the scenery a little bit but he's not doing that here i mean he just delivers a solid performance i think
2: i do too i really liked his performance especially in two which we'll talk about
0: yeah so uh, all right. What what else do we want to talk about here? Um, what other notes do you possibly have? Jackson, I know that you, you're championing this movie. So what else do you want to talk about before we move on to part two?
1: Uh, can we talk about maybe the soundtrack? I don't think we've, we've sure. touched on that uh, a lot. Sure. Uh, I, it, I do like the soundtrack. I think it's a weird needle drop for the Halloween theme. The first time we hear it, right. Where it's just him kind of running away from the principal's office. It's kind of an mm-hmm. odd needle drop, but you know, I still like the soundtrack a lot. It's It's, it's, like the original soundtrack it's just adapting the original soundtrack but it's it's like making it industrial it's like if if Trent Reznor was given the sheet music for the original soundtrack um but i i like it a lot and and there's there's guitar it's it's industrial it's bombastic i think it works a lot better than the the Halloween 6 soundtrack which had this little you know lame little electric guitar picking ding 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 dong ding dong it's definitely more effective than that um yes. And it's just, it, just the ambience of it. And when when Zombie uses music and when he doesn't, when it's silent, you know, something's about to go down. Mm-hmm. And when the music is loud, you know that something's going down. So um, he, you know, being a musician himself, he, he knows how to use that effectively, I think. Odd choice of Love Hurts. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> um, odd yeah. choice of that. And Love Hurts in this and uh, Halloween 2. Um, I don't know why he thought he needed to call back to that. But um, but yeah, so that's a really odd scene. And that's definitely the, the low point of, of the first act for me is when Michael's sitting sitting and skulking after killing his family and Sherry Moon is stripping in an extended montage. Uh, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie was like, oh, by the way, my wife is hot. Let's look at her for a while uh, while I play Nazareth. <laughs> it's an odd choice. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh,
3: on that song, or, but right before that, when they have Kiss God's Thunder opening, yes, up, I, I loved that song to open yep. up. It just really set the tone of, I guess, the seventies. You know, Yep. So,
0: yeah, and it's not a Rob Zombie film without a bunch of songs from the seventies, right? That's what he yep. loves to do. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So, what what else do we want to talk about here, Brian? Do you have anything else uh with Rob Zombies Halloween that you want to discuss?
3: uh not really. I mean, okay. there's so much I like about this movie. I mean, are we, if we're done, can we talk about the ending scene? We we sure
0: can. Yeah, no, we can. um, Unless, Ashley, do you have anything you want to bring up before we talk about the ending?
2: No, I'm
3: good. Okay, so yeah, go for it, Brian. Let's talk about the ending. I just like the final scene when she's sitting on top of him and fires the gun, because I think Rob Zombie wasn't planning on a part two, so that was supposed to end, Michael, right there. And how he survived that headshot by whatever it was, 38, I'll never understand because, you know, in part two, it doesn't really look like his head's deformed at all. But I thought it was a great ending. Then the music kicks in and goes to the credits. And I thought it was a great ending.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't planning on doing a part two um, and he did not want to do a part two, not just because of he didn't want there to be a part two. It was because he couldn't stand dealing with the Weinsteins. Yep. You know, and they kept tinkering with it and everything, and you know they finally kind of you know tempted him back. I don't with a larger paycheck or something, but you know he after you know Halloween two we will talk about that here in a minute. He basically said he'd never make a studio film again if that was what the experience was like because he just he despised the Weinstein's a long time before we all knew well enough to despise them with him.
3: <laughs> yeah, they actually wanted to do a Halloween three D to follow up Halloween two, and yep. Rob's cut that down oh. real. Far.
2: God.
0: <laughs> no. uh, but the good thing about that one, Ashley was that he was not going to write it. Todd Farmer wrote the script for that one. So,
3: okay. Uh, okay. yeah, you know, maybe what rubbed Rob the wrong way a little bit was I, maybe I'm not correct on this, but I think his original idea was two movies. The first movie to completely be about young Michael the second movie to be all about, you know, kind of the second half of this first movie would be the second movie. I I
0: think that's right, Brian. I think I I read in Taking Shape that that's what he wanted. Yeah, yeah, again, the Weinsteins cut him down on that.
3: Yeah, they said nobody wants – got to see Michael in the mask. We can't see two hours of just a young Michael. Nobody wants to see that. So, yeah, they shut that down quickly. So Maybe that rubbed him the wrong way right off the bat, you know? I don't know.
0: I yeah, because I don't think
3: you imagine he's done yeah.
2: two hours of the child Michael back. Yeah, that probably
3: was the right call to do what they're doing and did in this movie for sure.
2: Yes.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I kind of have to. I hate to say this to agree with the Weinsteins, but <laughs> on yeah. anything. But, I
2: know, right? Okay.
0: Yeah, but I think they got that right. So, yeah. Well. Oh, well, what what else do we want to I agree with you. Now I agree with you, Brian. I do like the ending scene. I, there yeah. anything like anytime Michael's on the prowl, there's killing going on or stuff fighting going on stuff like that. I'm with Ashley. I think he does it very well. Um I enjoy that. You know, my, my like I said my two biggest problems with this film are just one I, I you know, I understand what Jackson said about going a different direction and I don't yeah, I don't need to, it to be remade it just it to me was more of a leap of logic than believing in the boogeyman that's one and that's what really made me angry is that you turn michael myers from the boogeyman into this you know psycho who grew up in with you know white trash you know and i just that made me mad and then the second thing i'm with ashley i hate the dialogue in this movie um you know some actors do pull it off because they're just really good actors like you know brad dorff but I, I, I don't like the writing, I do like the kills, I do like the score and the soundtrack, I do think it looks good. So I will give it all of that. So, you know, and I did enjoy rewatching some of it anyway, the other day. So, all right, Jackson, anything else you want to do before we rate this sucker and
1: move on to Halloween two? Uh, just just to respond to a couple things that that you guys were talking about earlier. First mm-hmm. of all, if Rob Zombie had made a Kid Michael movie, I would hate that. That that that's self indulgent right there. Yeah. Um. I mean, and and I just know that the last shot of the movie would be Michael, and then the the Halloween theme fades in, and he puts on the mask, and then to, yep. it goes to black. Directed by Rob Zombie, that would have been terrible. <laughs> so I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So you know. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that, honestly would have helped. I don't know if they made that Kid Michael movie and then he had just remade Halloween. Maybe that, the the Halloween remake would feel less like a music video montage like this movie does. Um, but uh, I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, I'm glad they didn't go that direction. For once, the Weinsteins were right. Um, and I was watching a uh, the Joe Rogan with, with um, uh, Rob Zombie on it, which what a pairing. Joe Rogan and Rob Zombie. Oh, holy yeah. crap. Yeah, um, I- more drugs in that room than any other room mm. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but anyways um and uh i'm sure that i didn't watch the full thing but i'm sure they talk about chimps and dmt and aliens and stuff and that's great but anyways um i was watching a clip from that and rob was talking about producers and about the weinsteins and all the studio notes and he says, you know the weinsteins were were right when they would say that uh this this doesn't work or this needs to be cut or you know whatever but the reasons that they thought that and the solutions they had to replace that were totally wrong. So their notes, he would read their notes. He would get, he would, you know, submit the dailies, whatever. He would read their notes and they would be like, this beat isn't working. And be like, yeah, okay. I can see that. And then they'd be like, replace it with this. And he'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. So it's, it just, yeah, it just, it just goes to show you just let your, You know, maybe not with Rob Zombie, but in general, let your filmmakers do whatever they want, um, because uh, it'll usually be a more interesting movie than whatever producer made uh, um, audience tested product they want to turn out. Um, But anyways, yeah, before we move on to to the ratings, I I do have I just want to say it's not better than the original in any way. Like there is no way that this Mm -hmm. is better than the original, even though it looks it looks good. Um, the music is good. None of that is better than the original. It's just—I just love it because it's like a grindhouse near-parody version of the original. It's just the most 2007 Rob Zombie version of Halloween you could imagine, and I love it for that. I don't know. It's just very entertaining. It it definitely feels sort of like a parody, uh, like a dark comedy, and I like that. I don't know. It's, it's just—and the people that, that wanted to walk out or that yeah. still hate it to this day— I just don't think they're watching it right. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that right now. I'm gonna make that bold uh, statement. You're not <laughs> watching the movie right. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun. It's Rob Zombie's Halloween. It's fun, guys. Just good movie. All right, then what what
0: what would you rate it, son? Go ahead and you go first. What what are you gonna rate this thing?
1: I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, I think I think it's a good movie. Well, I think it's a fun movie. Um, let me rephrase that. In no world would I say this is a good, a genuinely good movie. I would never recommend this to a, to a person getting into horror. I'm like, hey, maybe you should check out Rob Zombie. That that'll yeah. that'll that'll be a nice gateway movie. Um, I'll probably be put on a watch list or report me or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seven out of ten. It's a very entertaining movie. Uh, I have seen some fan edits of this, which which actually make it even better. And maybe the theatrical version would be better as well because it's, it's shorter. Um, but as is, I mean that the Michael is 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 really scary. Like this is the Michael I would least like to meet in real life. I mean, I think you know the first Michael from the first movie, pretty scary. Michael from the second movie, pretty scary. Michael from from five and six, where he's like floating down a river and he's got that big oversized mask. I don't know. I think you could probably kick him in the nuts and run away. Um, but but this, <laughs> this Michael would not be phased. So um, I'm, uh, yeah, this is the guy you don't want to come up against. So seven out of 10 for me, I say, buy it. I do own it. Um, so um, yes. Yeah. Rob, wow. love you, dude. Fair,
0: fair enough. Brian, what about you? What would you give this on scale of one to 10?
3: Well, I'm going to give this an unapologetic nine out of ten. Wow! I love this movie. I mean, it's it's up there with one of my favorite. I mean, I like Devil's Rejects and A Thousand Corpses better. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is right there at you know maybe his third, fourth, fifth best movie in my opinion. So I love it. Nine out of ten.
1: All right, fair
0: enough. Ashley, what do you
3: say? Um,
2: my rating is five point five out of ten. Okay. The five point five is for all of the times no one was talking.
1: <laughs> that's not bad. That's that's better than I thought it would be because I gave yeah. now just to put this in perspective, I gave Halloween six a five out of ten. So honestly I'm 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 surprised it's not lower for you. I was expecting like a three. This is a three, well, because there were three scenes where Rob Zombie's characters weren't talking. <laughs> but, uh, I can't I'm happy with that.
2: can't imagine a movie that would be three out of ten for me. I really need to think about that, because I like some really bad stuff. <laughs> so,
1: oh, so maybe no. a 5.5 is your three out of ten. I, so maybe I shouldn't Sharks, be pleased.
2: Sharks of the Corn is probably my two out of ten.
0: Oh, I out I've, of ten, no. maybe. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I, Don't I, do I'm, it. I am right, I'm just slightly, just slightly above Ashley. I would give this a 6 out of 10. Um, so that's a 3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. So I I don't hate uh, this movie. And I, I have come around on it a bit. I just wish that especially the teenagers would have been written better. The dialogue would, would have been yeah. written better. If they would have done that, this would be—I'd be
1: up there, Jackson, with you at least. Does that make sense? Yes, and I understand that completely. So if you're saying that somebody else had written the script, it probably would be would be a seven. I think somebody else should have written the script. I think one of the notes that
0: Weinstein said was, "Hey, thanks for the draft. We're gonna we're gonna call <laughs> in a designated hitter for you, pal, and you just focus on the camera. Well, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna tinker with this a little bit. It's just, you know, it, John Carpenter admitted." That all the dialogue between like Annie and Linda and and Lori Strode, that's all Deborah Hill. You know, she understood it. I mean, she was a a woman in her twenties, so you know, seventeen year olds were not that far removed from her. And John Carpenter's like, I don't know how to write female dialogue. You you do it, and so Deborah did it. And I think you you can see why you need a feminine touch for something like that.
2: Yeah, I wish he was more aware of his limitations. Yes, but. I don't think he is because people are so apologetic for him because he's such a big horror fan. That's fine. I am too, but I can't do filmmaking and I know that. So if I made a film and you guys hated it, that was rightful <laughs> for you yeah. to do because I can't do it.
0: Yeah, I think I don't think he's a bad, you know, director, but I do think he is a bad writer. And I just right. I, I, I I you know, I agree with Gilman Joel on that. So All right, let's talk about Zombies Halloween 2. The IMDb synopsis reads, Lori Strode struggles to come to terms with her brother uh, Michael's deadly return to Haddonfield, Illinois. Meanwhile, Michael prepares for another reunion with his sister. Ashley, when did you first see Halloween 2?
2: I did not watch that until last year. Really? (laughs) Because I couldn't get past part one and i was like i'm not i'm not ever watching this and so once i watched um the 2007 version again i went ahead and watched part two and i actually like this one more than part one really yes that's interesting there's something there's something very big i don't like about it but overall i like it more
0: all right uh brian what about you when did you first see uh zombies halloween 2
3: Uh, Same thing. Theater. Same brother-in-law, and uh,
1: yep, liked it. All right, all right, Jackson. What about you? Uh, I first saw Halloween two about two minutes after Halloween one, so this is a a double feature for me. Okay. Uh, Yep, it's um, well, it's Rob Zombie's Halloween two, isn't it? Yeah. so that, that,
0: that it is, I, um, <laughs> I did not see this on the, th- in the theater. Like I saw one, I, I still had mixed feelings about one at the time I skipped it, but then I, again, I had people around me saying, oh no, it was good. This, you know, there are some things that the people around me didn't like about it, but they were like, no, for all, they loved it. So I saw this when it dropped on DVD, I got it from Netflix and I watched it. And at the time I hated it, absolutely hated it at the time. Uh, but we'll we'll see if time has uh has uh healed, you know healed any of that. But anyway, the plot we've got it's a year later. Lori is scarred and traumatized and living with the brackets, and Loomis is is on a book tour trying to cash in on the tragedy. And Michael has just been wandering around like a homeless person with visions of his mom and a white horse. Yes. Okay. Uh, Michael's yeah. return. Um, uh, <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> what? Where's he been for? What's he been doing for a year? I don't
2: know.
0: I, I don't uh, know where he's been or what he's doing. He's just been wandering around. I mean,
2: that's, I, he must have been like some homeless nomad just yeah. wandering around like what do i do because i can't kill until another halloween rolls around uh, so he's just like letting his hair grow he's got a really nice beard going on yeah and like hallucinating maybe he's really hungry he's like uh, has not had enough to eat and he's having visions of some weird white horse and his mother which is well, only in this movie because it's the only way Rob could get his wife in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's oh. the
2: only reason that's in this movie.
0: Uh, Brian, what say you? And can you tell can you explain to me
3: the white horse man? <laughs> no, but I mean <laughs> I kind of can okay. because I mean, kind of like the first movie, Rob wants to focus on Michael. Right. Now he wants to go inside the head of Michael and give a motivation to, you know, carry out what he wants to do, get to Lori, I guess. So it's more of a visual inside his mind type of thing. Did it work? Probably not very well. But I do agree with the point of, I remember specifically in the theater, when we watched it and my brother-in-law looked over, he's like, kind of like you said, well, he found a way to get Sherry in there for sure. You know, so it kind of was (laughs) unnecessary, but, you know, I don't know. Uh... More of a visual inside his mind type of thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know, Jackson. What do you think? I have no idea about the white horse thing. It's, he's trying to make it a, a motif. He's like, no, this is good. This is this is deep. You you guys don't get it uh, because Lori's talking to to uh, Margot Kidder, and she's like, what do you see? She's like a white horse, you know. Uh, I don't get it but it it, it's you know it's whatever right he has to have Sherry in there she's his lucky charm I guess this movie didn't turn out great so I don't know how lucky she is but now listen I don't want to make it sound like I hate this movie again because so the first time I watched it I did hate this movie in my Halloween ranked list on Letterboxd uh there are 11 Halloween movies in this list uh because Halloween Kills wasn't out yet obviously and Halloween Two is number ten out of eleven, so it was it was down there, even below the Curse of Michael Myers. Resurrection was actually my Ew. least favorite. Of my first Watch, but um, you know this time around, didn't absolutely hate it. I enjoyed myself a little bit. There were parts I liked, um, and uh, and yeah, it, even no matter how hard Rob Zombie tried to make me hate this movie, <laughs> and he's trying, um, <laughs> I I still enjoyed it. It just. You know, he didn't want to make this movie originally. It really seems like Rob just wanted to make Lords of Salem instead of Halloween 2. Because he's, he's putting in that those dream sequences and trying to make Halloween more cerebral while keeping it brutal and gritty. Shot this thing on, on 60 millimeter, I think, to make it look like kind of home movie-ish. Um, and it, it does feel—it feels brutal. It feels gory. The problem is that the editing, the story, the, the narrative structure, and the acting, like— I, I really don't like Laurie in this movie. It's 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 just like, yes, she's been through some crap, but so is Annie, you know? And there's even yep. that point in the movie where she's like, you think you're the only person whose life right. fell apart because of Michael? Um, it's just, it's a lot. Um, I yeah, don't know. It,
2: it. but I will counter that with Annie is not Michael's sister.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: it's true. But I, I don't, gosh, I don't know. I mean, look. I, I, will, I will tell you, I, I don't think this is garbage like some people uh, do. I do like that we have Brad Dourif back. I think he's great. I do like Daniel Harris in this. I, I think it was brave of Rob Zombie to uh, not sanitize it. I mean, Scout Taylor Compton, Daniel Harris play, you know, they they don't they don't try to make them look all gorgeous. They've got the scars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that they did that. I liked the kills again. Um, I liked all of that. I loved like having Margot Kidder in that one scene, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I hate the white horse. I, 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 I'm with Ashley. I think that it was just a way to him to ha- get Sherry in the movie. I really wish he'd stop that. That's not necessary. I don't hate Sherry Moon Zombie, but, you know, she ain't never going to win an Oscar. Can we be honest about that? (laughs) I mean... Exactly.
2: It's not like she's some great, accomplished actress. I understand that people love their significant others and want to give them every opportunity in the world. But, again, let's understand our limitations.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't... I don't hate this. I just don't really get it. I mean, and like I said, there, of course, you know, we've got to go back to a strip club because it's Rob Zombie. Right. I mean, (laughs) all this other kind of stuff that's just like it's just completely unnecessary. And can we just be frank that, you know, the opening scene when those EMTs are driving Michael's corpse? Oh, my God. That's the most disgusting (laughs) conversation, perhaps, in the history of Yeah.
3: Yeah, I was, wrote
2: that, that. I was like, once again, why?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well Richard Brake was good in the scene though still, but Yeah, he's a good actor, but even though you know, he talks about uh doing some gross stuff to corpses, which yes. is really weird. Yes. Oh, oh my that was gosh.
2: That Other was than hard. that though, I really like I prefer the opening scene to this to the first movie. I okay. love the opening scene to this. The Octavia Spencer kill is oh, just yeah. totally, like, brutal and just was like, yes, this is okay. Let's do this. It got me pumped up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I liked that, and I love her and, and everything. I think she's kind of wasted here because she's a great actress. but I know. <laughs> and, and, you know, she's just kind of thrown in there for a few minutes. But I... You know part of the problem i had with it even re-watching it was because so much of this turns out to be just one of Lori's nightmares we're never really sure what's going on that kind of right. bugs me but apparently brian that doesn't bother you buddy
3: no no okay you know me <laughs> okay fair f- I fair was, enough I kept
2: wondering that i was like what part is really happening and what part is in her mind right and I honestly identify with Lori more in this one than the first one because it's, like, when I went through, like, certain life traumas, I did turn to, like, punk rock and, like, alternative edgy lifestyle to deal with those things. So I totally get that. And the therapy scenes and all of that stuff is pretty, like, spot on. So maybe it's because I just identify more with her i like this one more mm-hmm. but um yeah i look for i don't even know where i was going with this but <laughs> well
0: I, I, I you just because you prefer this one to the first one and i get that and yeah there there yeah. are scenes here that i do think are strong scenes i like the scene with laurie and, and margot kidder her you know her counselor and all kind of stuff that did ring true you know to me um but you know i don't know jackson it just doesn't the thing doesn't hang together for me
1: so tell me where i'm wrong Uh, I don't think you're totally wrong. It definitely does not work as a great movie. Um, and I, you know, I, I didn't really like that. You never know what's happening, what's real, what's not. Um, you know, that's, it was frustrating for me in this movie. Not always. I like trippy movies sometimes, um, uh, like Italian movies, you know, you're never really sure what's happening, what's in the movie, what's real, what's 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 happening in your living room. Maybe is there somebody with black gloves in your living room? Uh, I don't know. It, it, I like that, but in this movie it doesn't it doesn't work quite as well. And yeah, Octavia Spencer just being stabbed like 20 times. That's that's an interesting use of that actor. Um, but uh, it's it's I don't know if it's worse than uh, her and and Spider-Man one where she's the person that toby mcguire submits his name to wrestle to and that's her entire role um but sam <laughs> Remy was like she's a great actress we'll have her for three lines um but uh but yeah so i i do like that sequence i do like that sequence with her running for michael and the, with the and there's the axe and the pit of bodies which i'm not really quite sure that's that's something that you'll just find anywhere i dad i don't think you're gonna see that at somc but yeah. um uh, <laughs> yeah. uh but uh yeah so i don't know i i I like this movie. I I enjoy it. Well, I enjoy the movie. I am entertained by it. I need to. I keep catching myself. I can't because I'm I'm a serious film critic. You understand. I can't I can't <laughs> just be going around saying I like Rob Zombie's Halloween too. I am entertained by Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Don't never mind the fact that that um I've got some real cheesy movies in my top fifteen. Okay, but this is this this is is low class <laughs> grindhouse trash. Um but Yeah, I'm not I'm that- not you know I'm not being judgmental. I mean I
0: own I own a nail gun massacre on Blu-ray for goodness <laughs> yes, sake. I, I can judge no one. Um, <laughs> but it just doesn't I don't know. It's just uh, the whole Michael wandering, you know, just like a homeless person for a year, and you know, and you know, not just the white horse and Sherry Moon popping up and all the stuff in his head I just thought was completely unnecessary. I don't like the teen- teenagers in this at all. I-, I will say I do like Daniel Harris in this, and mm-hmm. I I found her kill to be just heartbreaking, like Danny Trejos in the first one um you know and bless her heart poor danielle harris to get you know to be stripped naked and covered in all that goo you know for an entire night shoot you know she's a she's a trooper you know you couldn't talk me into doing that but it just doesn't hang it together so brian where am i wrong man i mean we just i don't know
3: well i what i like about this movie now i do agree what was he doing for a year yeah but uh I do like his travels. I like all the shots of, you know, distant in a field. He's walking through the field. I do like when he encounters the, you know, like the farmers or whatever in their yeah. truck and try to beat him up. That was awesome. And I actually did like the uh, the um, strip club scene because mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels, I think, is his name maybe. I like when he confronts him out back by the dumpster and, you know, he thinks he's a tough guy. Oh, he gives yeah. about... Was he give him eighteen warnings to walk away? You know, you yeah. can tell. He can tell he doesn't want to fight him, but he does. But I don't know. I, I like his journey in the movie, but where was he for a year? I don't know. <laughs> After being shot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, that's just that's somehow that's just retcon. Somehow, I don't I don't know, I don't know how. But okay, so Ashley, you like this movie better than the first one, and I I agree with you that with Laurie, it's a little easier to forgive going through what she's gone through, but the people she's hanging out with, I couldn't stand.
2: They're horrible, and let me say that just because I like this one better does not mean I like it much better. Okay. Um, uh, I'm not going to be like a fan all of a sudden, so I would like to throw that out there, but yeah, I did not like those people. I hated that entire sequence where they're like hanging out um, and then they go to that big party yeah, which was also just ugh, and like yeah. everyone's doing drugs in the van scene, and I just you no, know, I could have done without that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jackson, can you defend it? Uh, no, no. Hit the Rob <laughs>
1: Zombie movie, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, I will nope. say, you know, uh, this is, you know, again, a great cast. I mean, we we've already talked about Margot Kidder, but Caroline Williams from Texas Chainsaw Massacre yep. too is is in a short short That's, appearance yep. here. Um, so you know, I, I I really appreciate Rob Zombie's drive to like continuously give veteran horror actors work. I mean, he's like seeking them out. he's got the he's got the yellow pages out. He's like, who was in a movie in 1989 that I can cast this year and give a million dollars? like that is that's that's what he's thinking, I guess. Um, yeah. so well, I, I, he, I, I'll give him credit. <laughs> I mean, he he
0: basically, gave Bill Mosley a career because after Texas Saints All 2 Bill Mosley's only like in he's like, you know, guard number three if he's in a movie at all. All of a sudden he got this career. I do like the cast, but I'm with Ashley. I don't like the the way the characters are written.
1: Yeah, that's not that's not breaking news. I mean that's not like, whoa, like whoa, hot take. Yeah. You don't like the the Rob Zombie dialogue. That's (laughs) Obviously. Yeah, it's Rob Zombie Dialogue. It's very abrasive. Um, But, uh, and yeah. I
2: I was going to say, I grew pretty sheltered, I think. And like in the Bible Belt South, where those things are just like, oh my God, how do you do this? So I I have other friends that maybe have been more worldly than I was. And I was just (laughs) like, do people like really like dance around on stage topless at things? Or do people really speak this way to their children over breakfast? <laughs> um,
0: I, I, I tell you, man, because, you know, I'm right there. I'm, you know, I'm in Appalachia. I mean, I can take a rock and hit Kentucky, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And it's those kind of people are few and far between. And by the way, because I, you know, Jackson, you were talking about true crime. You know, I, I've done criminal defense. I worked on a death penalty case and I had to go to a strip club to interview an ex-wife and let me tell you, in a town like Haddonfield, the trip club I had to go to was in Indiana to interview some people. Let me tell you, they don't look like
2: that. Um, to do that.
0: Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. But anyway, it's, yeah, it's, I, I, I just, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Brian, come on, show me.
3: Defend it. Go right ahead. You, just, you like well, it? Go I it. like it. It had, it had a good atm- atmosphere. Okay jack lanterns everywhere. I think uh, compared to the first mm-hmm. one, he probably put a jack lantern in, in the background of every scene of this movie. And I did like that aspect of it, always reminding you it is Halloween night. And um I don't know. I'm just kind of drawing a blank here. <laughs> That's okay. Well, let's talk about the kills.
0: How do okay. you think the kills compare with part 1? You like and do you have a favorite kill here?
3: Um I think it's still those two farmer guys out there mm-hmm. it, Wilderness or in the cornfield. I really like that scene because, you know, they think they have the better of them, you know, and and the girl they're with says like, "What are you gonna do? Just leave him here?" Because they basically a normal person, they would have beat him to death. He probably yep. would have died there because they're hitting with crowbars in the head and everything. So when he attacks them, and kind of like Danny Trejo was saying earlier, that girl was actually kind of trying to help him, but yep. he ended up killing her anyway. So that was probably um. my favorite kill right offhand. But yeah, I think that one.
0: But are you with me? I mean, Annie's broke my heart.
3: Oh, oh, as far as emotion goes, yeah, definitely, definitely. There was a lot of shaky cam in that kill scene.
0: Yeah. which uh, A little
3: bit of a downfall with Rob Zombie's kill scene sometimes with me. I, do, I don't I do mind shaky cam, but that kill right there had a lot of shaky cam back and forth. And it was cutting back, if I remember right, it was cutting back and forth to, like, Laurie and then her, then Laurie, then her, or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yes, it did.
3: It wasn't yeah. a lot of on screen kill there, but that that was a brutal mess. I mean there's blood sealing the floor after that one. And well, yeah, she's
0: and, naked on the floor and yeah, I mean it's just
3: uh oh. Sheriff bracket comes in and ho- and man, that is just that's heartbreaking too. I mean, yeah. to find your daughter after the first attack and then you feel like you didn't protect her. I mean it happened again. Yeah. On Halloween the next year. I mean that it was tragic. It really was. Yeah, Ashley, what did you think of the kills?
2: Um, yeah, I think that's what redeemed this for me, and I liked better. I feel it was more brutal uh, because that white horse thing could have been a oh boy, yeah, firm no, 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 no. But like the brutality <laughs> and the gore in this one is really good, and like you said, the way he filmed it, it's kind of like very like uh, grindhousey mm-hmm. looking feel, and I like that too. Um, but the kill with Octavia Spencer, I just love that. That is my favorite one. She's walking in, she's just like walking towards Lori with this like blank look on her face, bleeding out of her mouth, yeah, like trying to scream but can't. And then he goes in for it. I just love that,
1: Jackson. What do you think of the kills in this? And do you have a favorite? Yeah, I, I think the kills are strong. I mean, it's again, it's brutal, and that that kill of Octavia Spencer is is a lot. It's it's very, it's very a lot. Um, but uh, <laughs> but my my favorite, honestly, would probably be the those um, uh, ambulance driver guy, like Richard Brake. You know, yeah. when he gets his head sawed off after the car crash. You know, the cow oh, cow. Um, yeah. But that he gets his head sold off with broken. Weird. It, it serves him right, too, you know, because he was yeah. possibly because going he's, to he's engage superb, in necrophilia. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. uh, nice to see that uh, i guess michael was unintentionally uh, uh doing a justice killing there but you know um yeah i, I like that uh, you know the kills are strong in both these movies i think they're they're brutal they're very satisfying there's a lot of shaking cam i did notice that as well and the editing is just awful sometimes i mean yeah i don't think we need to be in the middle of a kill then cut to other characters what are you doing why are we doing that just just show us the whole kill and then cut to them you know whatever um it's, it's an odd choice here I I think the editing is, is one of the weakest parts of both of these movies. It's just yeah. lots can be trimmed uh, and lots can be rearranged. It's, it's very, very odd. But um, yeah, so Richard breaks my favorite kill. I do like the violence in this. I do like that there is a lot of practical looking stuff in this. I mean, <sighs> Rob Zombie is best when he's practical. He does rely, I think, a little too much. And even his best movies, like in Devil's Rejects, and 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 three from Helms recently. There's still that CG blood spray. It just doesn't look right. But when he's practical, when he's got the budget to to do it practical, I think it always looks good.
0: Okay. Well, all right. So, Jackson, you came in hot here because you you know you sent me a message before we recorded saying that you might surprise me, and and you have. So. What is it? Tell me about this movie. What else do you want to talk about with Halloween 2 here that you
1: you found so appealing? Well, it's just I don't know. It's it's it is it is inferior to both the original Halloween 2 and Rob Zombie's first movie. It's you know it, it's overly stylized. It's definitely underwritten, but but I, I mm-hmm. still find it more entertaining than five six and resurrection i don't know it just feels like its own beast and now we're we're really into experimental you know whatever kind of territory because the first one was a very much rob zombie movie but it was a remake of an existing movie now he's just kind of on his own he's definitely not remaking halloween 2. um so it's he's kind of just doing whatever, and I like that. I don't know, I like to see the wheels spin in his head. You know, he's like, What would be cool? Uh, and I find that really fun because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a butthead directed a the movie. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, cool, like, yeah, cool. A, a Alice
2: yeah. Cooper poster on her wall and my dreadlocks in her hair,
1: yeah, yes. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it was just, I was very entertained watching, all it right, it and that's and that's fair, fair enough. And,
0: I want yeah. to make this clear. You have not yet seen Halloween Kills, right, Jackson? I have not. So do not spoil. I swear. Oh, yeah. Do not. Spoil. I, I will not spoil. But I'm okay. telling you right now, you cannot, once you, I'm just saying, going into that, it is the
1: most bonkers Halloween movie. Oh, and boy. Yeah, so it is. <laughs> More bonkers than Halloween too, Rob Zombie Halloween 2? I yes. think you're
2: right about that. I, oh,
1: I, my God. Oh, wow. There were um, some
2: scenes I was like, I looked at my friend, and I was like, I don't, I don't like this. And then yeah, there was, the there were times where I was like,
3: yay! But it was just all over the place for me. It is, it is. Brian, have you seen Halloween Kills yet? I did. I watched it last night, and I did like it. But okay. I'm gonna have to watch it again because I'm kind of like Ashley said, it did feel like it jumped all over the place. And you know, I watched it here at home. Uh, yeah. And my kids were here. But I stayed up till it released at midnight. I just couldn't wait to watch it last night, you know? So then I'm like dozing in and out, and I'm like, man, I got to stay up for this. I waited a year for this. So I'm going to have to rewatch it again.
0: But would you agree with me that I think because, you know, people like me and Dave Dr. Shock Becker and others have, have complained about this movie, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and and the, uh, you know, Wandering for a Year and the White Horse, and it's all so weird. I think we can now claim that the new Halloween movie outweirds this one.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I loved, I absolutely love Halloween 2018. Okay. So, you no, know, I set the bar really, really high for Halloween Kills. But yeah. like I said, I'm going to have to watch it with a fresh mind. But I did like what I saw last night. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All my right. So you go. hitting me
2: on the shoulder. And he was like, stop it. Because he could see my face. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: And he was like, you're doing the critic <laughs> thing now. Just enjoy oh. what you're watching. And because I would just have to look <laughs> on my face during some of the things. It's like stop it. Stop
0: it. <laughs> I like, oh, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear Jackson your take on it when we record we're recording a I'm with terrified like Kill Man Joel on Sunday.
1: <laughs> so I am uh, absolutely terrified. Are you telling me that Halloween Kills is weirder than Halloween two? I'm I I don't and, know if and, I want to see it now. <laughs> and no, it, at times it, it, more it, brutal no. and bloodier. Oh
2: my gosh, I have never I have never. Oh, I my.
1: I going to say oh. that. Okay. Well, here. Okay. So here's the deal. I, I didn't I get read, it last night. I think I read, uh,
0: Brian, you may know this too, Ashley, that I read that this Halloween Kills has the highest body count
3: of any Halloween movie. Oh, really? See, I, I, think, uh, I, yeah. I avoided every spoiler before this. So I, I don't
2: know I, how I, much blood they used, but it was a
3: lot. Yeah.
0: So you got something to look forward to, son. <laughs> you
2: got to see yeah. it after that. Like there were people in the theater just screaming, like mm. the wildest stuff at the screen during the like last thirty minutes of the film. So you really got to stick in wow. there.
0: Oh wow, well, yeah. I don't want to. I, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, Jackson. But the ending, wow. Um, but you know, with this one, you know, we get the ending for this one. You know, Brian, you really liked the ending of one. What did you think? I loved of it. This one, you did.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love the ending. I, In my opinion, it's the highlight of the movie because it, he focused this movie on inside Michael's mind. Right. So when they're in, I mean, right before the ending scene, I love when he turns the car over. That is awesome. Yeah. And then when they go into the barn, you know, everybody outside, you know, there's a helicopter, you know, people, cops are talking. But then when they go inside the barn, it's almost like you're inside Michael's head. You hear the, there's lights flashing. You know, it's just intense. But then yeah. outside the barn, it's just, you know, You know, sometimes quiet throughout the middle of the woods. You know, kind of remind me of like, uh, uh, what was it? Elm Street 3. You know, like when Freddy's pulling him and the kid who's getting pulled by his tendons or whatever, inside his head, he's like, wah, 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 wah. But, you know, nobody else hears that. Kind of reminded me of that in a way. So it really intensified it. I liked the ending a lot. I liked that, um, you know, Brackett took the final shot. Kind of a redeeming thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, some revenge, I should say. For his daughter, so I like the ending of the movie. Did, I really,
0: what, what about the very, very final shot where they kind I of not, do a Tommy I, Jarvis thing?
3: Yeah, no yeah. that part, that part I didn't like. I did not like how she kind of, I didn't like when she walked out with the mask on, and then she's in the hospital, and it zooms on her face, and like she's the next Michael. She's crazy now. But you know, throughout the movie, you know, we never, we didn't mention yet that her and Michael kind of had like a telekinetic thing going, yeah. up, which was yeah. weird. It was you know, weird and I didn't care for it. I didn't really either because like, you know, he's out in the woods eating that raw animal and then she starts throwing up when she's eating the pizza, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of, so that aspect, I think they went a little far with like the inside Michael's head thing, but
0: Cause I don't think that worked in Halloween five. Why would you it, resurrect yeah. it again?
3: I know. That's what I I thought. Know. Of it. That's exactly what I thought. So, yeah I didn't care for that final shot when zooms in our face in the end, but the showdown in the barn, I, I absolutely love that. I did like the showdown. Yeah, what do you I say, Ashley? What did you hard think? I had
2: time with that part because I had a hard time with it because I was like, what is happening and what's not happening? Right. Like I did not like like why is she being held down by nothing? Like yeah, at that point her head just so messed up that she thinks something's holding her down. We're seeing the mother doing it or the the younger <laughs> boy, which we have not talked about him yet. He's not the same boy and I don't no. like that. Um
0: I think according he was to, according to Malcolm McDowell, he was actually a pretty emotionally disturbed kid, and Rob didn't want to work with him again. Oh, really?
2: Oh. Yeah. Well, he we shouldn't have done this movie. He's going to be on the news later on. So <sighs> <laughs> but I didn't ah. like that ending to me. I didn't understand what, like, what are we doing here? And then also, I didn't like the scene where they're just like phasing in on her face and then yeah. Sherry is once again, there's Sherry. And, and I don't
0: <laughs> I don't mean to kick it uh, you know, to keep kicking this around but it's like, Ashley, it's, you know Rob Zombie stated that he did Halloween because he wanted to make a Halloween movie that made sense to him, but this makes no sense to anybody. It
2: makes no sense and let me say something because this gets on my nerves so much. Do not preach to me about saying that i just don't get it like mm-hmm. you're pretend like people are so pretentious about this white horse thing they're just like you just don't get the art no i totally get it he wanted his wife to be in a movie <laughs> don't I, act like i can't be deep that wasn't deep
0: right right now
1: that no nobody should attack you for that jackson can you defend this Uh, no. Ending's weird. Ending's bad. It's, it's, you know, I don't actually mind so much. People rag on, on Michael talking, you know, he goes, die. People don't like that. I don't, I don't mind that so much. Uh, and I think that sort of, you know, Loomis finally getting just brutally murdered is kind of like, well, that's, you know, that's, that's. Yeah, we haven't great, talked about him because he's, he's just a full on D bag in this movie. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. So, I mean, he's got that, that like rock star diva complex now, even though he's just a, he's a biographer, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, very, very odd. But, um, but yes, yeah, uh, j- yeah, his, his character has definitely become, become a jerk. But I find that interesting. I don't know. It's, I mean, it, let's not act like original Loomis was perfect. I mean, by the time he got to Halloween five, he was, basically using jamie as bait and holding her in front of michael who had a knife that's a very you know it's let's not act like loomis was as, as it has ever been a saint but um but so yeah i i don't know i find that interesting that that he's not the main character we're not supposed to feel safe around loomis because we know he's a jerk and that if you tell him anything in confidence he'll just put it in his book i kind of like that um and uh, and you know he, he kind of I guess he gets his comeuppance. So um, yeah, he does. I, he
0: does try to redeem himself. And you know he, you know I yeah he's he's at the end he tries to redeem himself. Up until that, you know he's self-important because hey, he
1: met Weird Al Yankovic. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I and can I just say I love that Mr. Weird. He calls him Mr. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> what. Who has ever called Weird Owl Mr. Weird? I I will now, from now on. From now
2: on, he is Mr. Weird.
1: <laughs> all right. What else do we want to talk
0: about here? Um, Brian, anything else you got on Halloween too that you want to talk about?
3: No, no. I think we covered about all of it. I think, I think it's a really fantastic movie. I think you guys hit the nail on the head with what I... The only problem I had with it was when they went a little bit with the telekinetic route between them and then when ashley brought that up actually i'd forgotten yeah she was being held back by nothing in the barn i could understand if there was a mental connection but what's physically holding her back i don't know yeah so there was a little bit of you know questions about that ending but i still overall i still really like this movie
0: i like it all right fair enough jackson you're the other you're the other big defender here what else do you want to talk about before we wrap it up on halloween 2
1: well, I just think that a lot of the complaints with this movie, like with the white horse and with with Laurie being held back, it's just he was trying to. He was he was done. I think he was like I said, he was really trying to make Lords of Salem at that point. He wanted to make something trippy and weird and and not just your average hillbilly slasher. But he was you know kind of he was doing Halloween again, so he wanted to do something different. Um, so a lot of that I feel like is just. He was just throwing stuff at the wall to see what would stick. And obviously not all of it does. Nothing ever – Not there's no Rob Zombie movie where, where everything sticks. As much as I love Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses, there are problems with that movie. I mean, House of a Thousand Corpses has a really weird ending. I mean, we just kind of like – it's a very yeah. abrupt – they're like, oh, and now we have money. Now the studio gave us money, so we're going to have these giant sets, and and we have Dr. Satan, and it's like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. Um, but, um, but so – I, this is just very, it's the most Rob Zombie movie, and I don't think that's a good thing. But still, I, I do enjoy it. I had a good time with it. I'm going to give it a positive rating. And like I said, I find it more entertaining than 5, 6, and Resurrection. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's its not even close to being the worst of the series. All right. Fair fair enough. So, Ashley, anything else you want to bring up before we rate, these,
0: rate this fl- flick? No, I think
2: I've said my piece.
0: All righty. Well, Jackson, let's hear it on a scale of 1 to 10. What do you give Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? Remember, people listen to this podcast. You you're going
1: on record. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is that is quite terrifying to me. Uh, um you know, it's not I'm going to comment a 6 out of 10. I had it I had it written down as a six, and I was thinking maybe I would change that to like a, a six point five, and then there were points where I was like maybe a five point five would be better. But six out of ten—that's what I'm coming in at. I, I liked more than I didn't. Um, it is too long. Uh, it is too weird. It is too long. Um, but uh, but you know uh, yeah. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention was not um was the Quent uh, Howard in in one of these movies? Wasn't he in the first one or?
3: He was in. Uh, he was the kind of the head of the hospital when Michael escaped. He's one of the that called Loomis. Said he got out. So he did. Okay. It was-
1: okay. Yeah. So I, you know, anyway, that was just something I thought of just then because I was thinking about uh, Three from Hell and him being the clown. Um, yeah. But um, anyways, yeah. So I, I don't know. Six out of ten. I gave the first one a seven out of ten. I again, I own it. I own Rob Zombie's Halloween too. So uh, what does that say about me? I don't know. It's Six out of ten. It's
0: good. All right. It's All right. Amazing. You're and you're you're you typically are between the two of us, you
1: usually rate things a lot lower than I do. So Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. If this was if if I was bored during this for more than thirty seconds, this would be like a three probably. But you know, it, it it sort of kept it it kept it moving well enough. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Brian,
0: what say you? What would you give us on scale one to ten?
3: Um, I'm coming in at an eight out of ten. Okay. One one point below the nine I gave part one. I still really like the movie, mm-hmm. and yeah, eight out of ten.
0: All right, Ashley, what say you?
2: Um, I've got written down six and a half out of ten. All right,
0: that's wow. Okay, one point higher
2: than the <clears throat> last one.
0: All right, fair enough. Well, like I said, I don't, I don't hate this movie. I don't, I don't like a lot of stuff we've talked about. I'm with you, Brian. I don't, I hate the, like the. Mental connection, you know, thing. I think yeah. that I think that was forced and unnecessary. I didn't need Sherry Zombie and the white, you know, horse. I mean, we already know Michael just wants his sister, so you know, that, I, I don't. I just don't think we needed to even go into his head. And you know, I think if and plus, as we said, the dialogue. But I do like the kills. There are parts of this movie I really do like. I like, like I've said, Daniel Harris when Annie's dying on the floor. I did find that heart wrenching. I mean, really heart wrenching, and I love Brad Dorif. I'm glad that Loomis got killed, Um, so I'm coming in at a five out of ten, and I definitely recommend people see it. You know, Um, but you know, Ashley, I'm with you. If somebody's coming at you and just saying, "Oh, you just don't get it," well, tell them they can also call Doctor Shock and me and others because I'm I'm right there with you. I don't get it either.
2: And I have like a very academic mind. Like I analyze and write a lot of papers. I would think I would know how to, <laughs> to
0: Well, and you know
3: movies, too. Episodes. So, Yeah,
0: you know movies, too. But you're not the only one. I remember when H&P covered this, and you know, one, uh, one of the guys, the guest on there, he loved it, but Josh hated it, you know, yeah. and Dave hated it. So, you know, you, like, you shouldn't be attacked I, for that.
2: Like, dude, I get it. You like that your wife is
0: nice
2: looking to you
0: mm-hmm. and fine but but she yeah. doesn't even want to be an i've heard her interviewed and it's like so you're an actor she goes i'm not an actress i never wanted to be an actress and it's Which like well, <laughs> they, yeah they just don't quit putting her in the movies i don't hate her I, I like her in devil's rejects okay but i just i you know i i don't she doesn't need to be in everything but anyway well, guys, uh, really, you know, uh, appreciate it. So, you know, look, this this made a little bit of money, and you know, but they didn't go ahead with three. We got the reboot, and I'm happy with that. But, folks, um, we appreciate you listening. You can find more over at fatherandsonwatchhorror.com and appreciate any support for Jackson over on Patreon.com. You can become one for as little as two dollars and fifty cents a month, where you can vote on our polls, the annual horror Oscars, be a guest, and we also have a Twitter at Father Son horror, and we've disca- and we have a closed Facebook group. And in a minute, we'll talk about who we've got coming on next. But uh, where can people find you, Ashley? Where can people find you out on the interwebs? Uh,
2: you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at barelyashley, and I just joined brawl the monster slayer on his podcast as a co-host so That's you can find me there and that twitter handle is at in the the number two monsters
0: gotcha can't wait to listen to that i've downloaded but i haven't got to listen to it yet i i subscribe to uh to headlong into monsters which is and we had Raul on he's a great guy um yes. brian what about you where can they find you buddy
3: up oh, on Twitter, Horror Movie Fanboy, everybody knows me there, and um, always hanging out in the cool Facebook group, Father and Son, and uh, Later of the Creeps Facebook group, love hanging out in those two places. My two favorite podcasts, and that's my place where I like to chat with all uh, you. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. So, uh, Jackson, what about you? And uh, tell people where they can find your personal stuff, and then uh, then
1: you can tell people what we got coming up. Sure. Well, first of all, I want to say, Brian, I hope that being on the podcast hasn't ruined the illusion for you at all. Um, uh, no, but, no, no. Okay. I, well, that's good.
3: I did want to say though, real fast, that um, I feel like this was a like a two two verse two debate on the Halloween movies. But I, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: exactly I, what it was. Uh, yeah.
3: But I, I appreciate Matt and Ashley's opinion on it because there's a lot of horror movies I don't like to, and yeah. there's some I love, and that's what makes it fun talking about horror movies. Absolutely. You know? It makes it fun. So I really enjoyed my time, and thanks for having me on, guys.
0: Oh, absolutely, buddy. So, well, Jackson, um, where can they find you, and what's coming up next?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Kane underscore Hero12. That's K-A-I-N-E underscore Hero12, and you can find my YouTube and Letterboxd from there. Yes, next week uh, we have an exciting episode, which is going to be Halloween 2018 and Kills. Uh, with with Ashley's headlong into monsters co-host Raul and Gilman Joel from from Retro Movie Geek, so that'll be that'll be a fun episode. I'm scared to right. watch Halloween Kills now, uh, but Duty oh, Calls. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna like it. You're gonna Don't have fun. Scared.
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You're going to like it.
0: Oh, yeah. you're going
2: to probably sit there and overanalyze everything. It's oh, that just, oh
0: that'll it, be a ton of fun. Yeah, but it is very. I think you guys might agree with me. It's very different in tone from Halloween 2018. It is. Yeah. It threw yeah. me off uh, a little bit. Yeah, same here. Oh, boy. Oh, That's
3: you're going to like it. So different, yeah.
0: Yeah. like it. So I can be found at Pastor Matt R on Twitter and Letterboxd. So uh, thanks, guys, for being on.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening. And Jackson, say goodbye to the good people. Goodbye, and remember to get hyped for Rob Zombie's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch from Hell's Penthouse Acid Pad Treehouse Biker Bar. <laughs> It uh, may be three hours and 37 minutes long, but but let me tell you, the 12 Iron Butterfly montage sequences really make that runtime fly by. <laughs>
0: oh, until next time, remember that the family that watches horror together slays together.
1: Once again, I want to thank the great people over on Patreon: Dave Becker, Greg Bench, Ryan Bratton, Dan George, Ian Urza, Kevin Corpy, James McFeeters, Ashley Pinkard, Grega and Pearl from LOTC, Raúl Rivera, Joel Robertson, Greg Russell, Brian Scott, Stefan Sitter, Amy Swan, and Trey Webstone. Thank you all so much. You make this podcast possible. <laughs>
3: lifeless eyes black eyes like a doll's eye but do it
0: baby do it baby